The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. What went on there? <laughs> good morning. Well, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else. America. In Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists. Wow. Okay, now I've got some weird stuff going on. Um, <clears throat> sorry about that. It's libertarians, communists, yep. Islamists. We're having uh, issues on <laughs> the pages. They're playing behind me. Sorry about that. Uh, goodness, where was I at? Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, DBXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. For Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I'll hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. And sometimes I'm comedy relief, too, right? <laughs> Anybody remember the time where the microphone boom just <laughs> fell over on me? Well, you get a little bit of that, too, every once in a while. All right. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. That's where you can catch us. We're going to sort this lighting out, And please too. do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com. My goodness, what is going on here? Oh, this thing is ridiculous. I'm in SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Just be quiet, Tim. I have a window that usually does not, I mean, it's a video that keeps trying to play, and it shouldn't be trying to play. It should be muted. It should be quiet, but for whatever reason, it's doing so. I apologize for my, me repeating myself. You want to check out the video section? Hopefully, it won't just start going with stuff here. <laughs> oh, I'll be so glad tomorrow to fix this. I hope, Lord willing. Oh, Lord. We got now another noise going on. All right. So something else is going to go on here sooner or later. We will try to get through this, okay? We'll try. Uh, you can watch the live video feed on sunsofbrymedia.com. You can watch it on my Twitter account at FPPTim or on Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel, uh, B. Dean Sons of Liberty, before it's news.com, and also on DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. You can also catch us on... Um, and also on DLive.tv. Uh, what in the world? It's absolutely ridiculous. You go over to where the sons of liberty coming, and you push it on pause, and <laughs> it just keeps going. Uh, so, uh, driving me crazy this morning. It wasn't as if I didn't have enough to deal with this morning, anyway, with um, computer stuff. And uh, by the way, I was trying to trap some stuff here... Uh, yeah, I hear the loose connection, but that was 
actually before we went on the air. So I don't know how – well, I do know how that was getting through, the, the sound from the, the computers on there. I don't want to tie up with that. We'll just push on through it. If you'll bear with me this morning, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get through it together. Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life. Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty Media, uh, if you want to check us out there. Hopefully the stream is going okay to where you at least can hear me, okay, to where you can at least hear me. Um, I, I don't know if I'm being shadow banned or not, Matt. Um, I, I really I really don't. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. In any case, I do know this. I do know that we are <clears throat> constantly being attacked for telling the truth about the coronavirus, uh, about what's going on with that. And today's going to be no different. We're going we're to let you know exactly what's going on here. And before I preface, uh, let me let me start off with this. Um, I've got a good friend um, that, that was helping me last night with some computer stuff. We got into a conversation. It was a good conversation. I mean, I love the guy. He's he's really brilliant with uh, not only IT stuff, uh, very tech savvy. Um, says words that I don't even know what they mean uh, <laughs> with some of this stuff. But he's also a guy who who is very um, politically knowledgeable. He can tell you who's doing what with with whom and where and how they did it, okay? And and he's full of knowledge in that. He really is. And we had a good conversation. And, um, of course, you know, he, he, he pitched to me what sometimes comes when you start saying, okay, at the Sons of Liberty, we point to the Bible and to the Constitution. That's, that's the standard. This has nothing to do with hating Donald Trump any more than it did hating Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka. Um, at least I can speak for myself. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, okay, what does the Constitution actually say can be done? And what does it say can't be done? And in doing that, one of the things that you know I like to do is, is give examples um, and let that resonate with the people. Yesterday, I think everybody got it. Um, I had several comments, not only that um, we weren't the, – the picture and the sound wasn't freaking out, but that all of it was – they were like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know that. And that's good. It's good that you know some people are learning some things. That I'm happy about that. Because if you, if you don't know them, how can you respond to them, right? Right. Uh, in the book of Hosea, we're told that the people were destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, they've left off learning the law of God. They left off teaching that to their children, uh, Deuteronomy 6, and all these kinds of things. And so they get destroyed from that. That's what the context is about, the law of God, not the knowledge of the law of God. And this is why you have David in Psalm 119 just going on and on and on and on and on about meditating on the Word of God, because it's the law of God. Uh, and he mentions that, the law of God, that that's his meditation. He delights in it, okay, over and over and over. Well, Tim, we're not under the law. Well, I didn't say we were under the law as though it's this mountain going to crush us as believers. Now, if you're not a believer, guess what? <laughs> that mountain's ready to smash you. And so the um, the command is always to repent. It doesn't matter if it's a believer or an unbeliever. The command is to repent when we're violating God's law. So when we do these things where we speak out against whether it's the president or members of Congress or governors or mayors or city councils or what school board, whatever the case may be, what our attempt is is to always point back to the law. 
So in our conversation, you know, it kind of struck me because I've heard this many times. When you start to press the law and you say the Constitution doesn't allow that. I know maybe he he's trying to do the right thing here, but the Constitution doesn't allow that. And so, um, you know, we had a, a conversation about the stimulus. And I said, but the Constitution doesn't allow that kind of unconstitutional spending. That's the real problem. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's politically he's in a position. And I think that's the problem. There are people who come at, we call it politics, government, that's what I'm going to call it. They come at government from a political standpoint. Everything's got to be a political move or a counter move. And to a certain extent, I agree with that. There, There is an issue to where a perception is reality for people, for some people. But what we have is when when a person goes and they they do something, whether it is in the House or the Senate, and they vote for legislation that spends your money unconstitutionally, your money, not theirs, to get a political leg up on their opponent, or so they can be politically expedient in a thing, are they authorized to do that? Let me give you, for example, just a practical one. If your boss gives you 50 bucks and he says, I need you to go down to the store and pick up, and this is assuming you're able to go to work because tyrannical government has shut you down. I'm going to give you 50 bucks. I want you to go down here and I want you to pick up these three items. They should be about $30. Don't pick up anything else. Just that. And you go down to the store and you get that and then you go, you know what? I need this thing here for my computer, and it's only like $8. I'm going to go ahead and get that, too. And I don't have the money for it, but I'm going to use his money. I'm sure he'll understand. It's not a problem. Because surely he'll understand I need this for my computer. And you get it. What do you call that? What do you call that? You call it theft, right? I mean, that's what it would be. You didn't ask permission. You didn't call ahead and say, hey, can I do this? Is this okay? I'll pay you back when I get paid. And, and you work out something. No, you just went and got it and did it. The same thing happens in a lot of things. The stimulus is just one of them. There are many things that I could point to for things like this. Okay, So when you get into the stimulus, you've got people in the House and the Senate who passed the stimulus. How much in that was constitutional, was authorized? Not a lot of it. Bailouts for banksters, bailouts for uh, Kennedy Center, bailouts for this special interest and that special interest and things that are just unconstitutional. Article 1 gives no place for those things, for money to be spent on those things. Okay? So, with that said, I want people to understand that when I come at this issue, you know, I was asked, do I hate Donald Trump? Well, no, I don't hate Donald Trump. Um, what I do is I, I press the law, and when you press the law to a certain extent, you eventually get asked, well, who would you put in there? We get it in the chat room all the time. Well, who would you um, vote for? As if that's relevant to what I'm presenting. It's not. Our Constitution tells us how to deal with those who don't exercise good behavior while they're in office or while they act unconstitutionally. It does for both uh, the House and Senate and 
the Oval Office and judges. It, it gives us the remedy for all that. It's not, well, who are you going to vote for? The person's in the office. And yes, Donald Trump is my president, too. Okay? He's my president, too. So when I, when I take on this issue here, this is just to deal with the fact of who is under attack. If you will, this whole coronavirus hoax, and that's what I'm going to call it, because if you have to pad the numbers on it, if you have to lie about who's dying of the stuff, COVID-19, who has coronavirus, how dangerous it is or is not, all of this, you have to go and unconstitutionally spend trillions of dollars, shut down businesses based on a lie, and it is a lie. Then I have to ask you, is this not... The new 9-11. Well, Tim, there's no Islamists flying. I'm not saying that. I'm saying who's being attacked. Is it you? Are you one of those people that are determined to be non-essential? What is that border on? It borders on about, I mean, in my mind, it borders on saying you're close to not being human because you're not even non-essential. And again, those terms come right out of Nazi Germany. Ah, I want to get Joseph Farrell on. I want to have him on to speak about this issue. Because this is part of the problem. Now, let me give you some instances where that attack is happening. And it's happening across the boards. And let me give you, for instance, of who's not being attacked. Okay? Number one that we can say that is not being attacked is government. The government is not being attacked because it's it considers itself essential. Go figure that out. It considers itself essential. While well, deeming that you are non-essential. We had the video from the lady out in Oregon, uh, Lindsey Graham, not the spineless senator that I have from my state, but this lady who has a salon. Wanted to open up just like uh, the lady in Texas, Shelley Luther, just like the gentleman out in uh, Arizona, Wanted to open his business. Even relicensed it. And again, I think the whole licensing to the state for your business is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If you mess up and do something to somebody, that's what they call civil, a civil issue, not a criminal issue. It really is that. Now, let's give a few instances here. One is, is that... Um, we have, obviously, the enforcement of unlawful orders, okay? The enforcement of unlawful orders. Governors take it upon themselves, based on the regulations, not regulations, the guidelines from the lying bureaucrats up in D.C. that Donald Trump parades out to us every day in a coronavirus task force, who don't wear a mask when they're indoors, <laughs> but when they go out in the Rose Guard, they got them on. Donald Trump doesn't. We talk about the elderly. Uh, Donald Trump mentioned them. I mean, he would fall into that category. I know, he takes hydroxychloroquine. I get it. I get it. But again, just notice the disconnect that's there. Okay? So there are orders that go out from, from governors, mayors, all this other stuff. We saw Miss Graham find... $14,000 by what she says is OSHA, which is a federal agency. Some have said that it is um, 
It wasn't OSHA. It was something else within the Oregon state government. I haven't concluded which one that is. I'm just taking her word for it. She's the one who got the fine. She said OSHA. OSHA is a federal entity. It comes under the executive branch, which comes under Donald Trump. Then we have nearly the same thing. Half that, $7,000 to Shelley Luther. Now that got put away. She got she was sentenced to seven days in jail. And that was done away with. We've got several things going on. We've got people being ticketed. What were they ticketed? $500 or something for having some kind of drive-in service. Um, I think it was in Mississippi, if, I, if I'm correct. Then we have this story out of New York. Police threatening jail and a and a thousand dollar fines for church holding drive in services. Now, folks, I got to tell you, how can that be? What are what what is the what is the central thing in the First Amendment that is to be protected? The freedom to exercise your religion. And specifically, at our founding, it was to protect Christianity, wasn't it? You go back and read Joseph's story. He's our um, first, excuse me, not our first. He was our youngest Supreme Court justice at the time. And he says it wasn't to protect Mohammedans, Islam. It wasn't to protect Buddhists or, I don't even think, I think he even mentions Jews or Hindus or any of these others. That wasn't the, that wasn't the goal of protection there. It was to protect Christianity so that people weren't, you know, chopping their heads off or burning them at the stake or whatever the case may be over, you know, if somebody thought, I don't know what it would be at that time, was the mark of the beast, or if you believed in speaking in tongues, or if you believed that miracles still happen, or that you had a nuance which didn't become heretical and didn't really attack the gospel. It was to protect people at different areas of what we call sanctification or putting away of sin and their understanding. You know, God doesn't save us based on our understanding. He doesn't save us from our sin based on our understanding. If he did, a lot of us would just, most of us would just be in trouble. We'd just be in trouble. Because God does not demand a perfection of that. But he does, he does demand that we understand that we've sinned, we've violated his law. That's what that means. When you use the term sin, we're just talking about a lawbreaker. That's what you're talking about. God's law. So when we come down here, we've got this pastor. Um, and this was one that I dealt with a few days ago, but I'm pulling it up from the Free Thought Project here. Matt Agarst, uh has posted out. The Rutherford Institute has warned that it will consider filing a First Amendment lawsuit if police continue to threaten a New York church with prosecution and $1,000 fines for holding drive-in worship services that adhere to social distancing guidelines. Now, here's one of the interesting things. You guys have seen them. I mean, you're obviously on the Internet. You have some desire to know what's going on and to act on that. What happens when police decide they want to get somebody for social distancing or having a drive-in worship service or, I don't know, being out without a mask. You saw the lady in New York. Oh, you didn't have your mask on properly. Looks like communist China up there. What in the world are you people doing? And you're hurting yourself more than you're helping. Okay? 
Yeah, I know, Matt. And one of the things is that somebody may mention in the chat room is these masks are getting ready, getting you ladies ready to wear your hijabs. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Some people just made that observation. And I can see it. I mean, I can see some of that. I don't really think that's where that's going. I think it's just an issue to see if you're going to submit. Ignorantly submit. You're wearing those masks all day long. Do you know what you're breathing into that? Had a nurse um, that I posted on my personal Facebook the other day. She talked about if somebody's hyperventilating, you put a paper bag over their mouth and they breathe in and out. And she talked about the benefit of the CO that you're breathing right back in for a short amount of time. But she said, if you've got that mask on all day, you're making your body acidic. You, you do understand what that does to you, don't you? The, that breeds cancer. That's what that does. So here we have pastor having a drive-in service. Now, some of you guys have seen this. We got a church like right on our property line here every Sunday now. They put on the speakers out there. The people drive up. It's, I, I don't think it's the way the church ought to be meeting. I just don't think it's the way. I, I, it sounds to me like a bunch of scaredy cats who don't believe Psalm 91. That's what it sounds like to me. But at least they're meeting. I'll give them that. They, they're going to meet. They're getting $1,000 fines. And Rutherford Institute, we carry John Whitehead stuff. In fact, he's got one an article that will be coming out later today on SunSelebrityMedia.com. And this legal letter to the chief of police on the town of Messina, New York. Let me pull this up so you can see this. Rutherford Institute attorneys pointed out that while federal and state governments have adopted specific restrictive measures in an effort to decelerate the spread of the the COVID-19 virus, I just, it's amazing to me, the spread. Come on, come on. The lies that this stuff is built on is just incredible. The current public health situation has not resulted in the suspension of fundamental constitutional rights, such as religious freedom, freedom of speech, and the right of assembly. Uh, Yeah, well, I think it has. Here's what he writes. While we appreciate the dedication and personal sacrifices of so many emergency personnel who are working to combat the spread of the virus... That does not justify allowing government officials to needlessly and heedlessly trample all over the First Amendment. Certainly, if government officials have determined that it is safe to gather in convenience stores, beverage stores, hardware stores, and drive through restaurant takeout lines while adhering to social distancing guidelines, there is no reason to single out church drive-in services where worshipers remain in their cars from the list of approved activities. I agree. The problem is... They're guidelines. They're not laws. Therefore, how are their fines being imposed on guidelines that are unconstitutional? At, I mean, they are unconstitutional. Well, Tim, it's to save lives. If you keep believing that stuff, you're going to be a slave the rest of your life. You really are. I don't know any other way to say it for you. Do, people need to think for yourself. You said, well, Tim, you don't understand. Look, I got a wife and 10 kids. They go out all the time. I really don't like, in fact, after learning of this issue about 
uh, breathing in a mask all day long, making the acidic. I got a good mind to go down here to Chick-fil-A and tell them, you need to quit pressing these guys to wear these masks. You're actually endangering their health, and you're going to get a lawsuit after you if you don't stop your nonsense. Your silliness, your communism, your fascism, whatever you want to say out of it. Imposing things upon people that don't need to be imposed upon them. Even doctors and nurses don't wear their mask all day long. <laughs> Imagine that. <sighs> okay, so there's one. This goes with uh, the other things that we've had in that. Now, there are some other things. Um, let's talk about um, what New York is also doing. We got video that was released back at the end of March. And this video was from drones who were spying on citizens to enforce social distancing. Again, this is a violation of the First Amendment. The right to assemble. Whether it's with one person or ten people or a hundred people, the right to assemble. Not a permission, a right. Something God gave you. A right to be with your family in your home if you've got 10 or 20 people in there. I don't care how many people you got in your house. A right to be with the people that you hold to doctrinally as Christians. When you gather together at the church. I don't care if you meet outside, inside. I, you know, this whole thing about being in the car and stuff is, is a little ridiculous. It is. And this is my opinion. I think it's ridiculous. And that based on a lie that you're actually going to spread that to somebody. But here we have, in New York again, this came out here. And then I'm going to get to you to, to some of the things in which, while you're being held down and your rights are being trampled, other people who've been convicted of crimes are being released back out onto the streets in possibly your community. In a matter of weeks, Americans have watched a police state unfold in front of their eyes, writes Agrist again. The phrase that could never happen here has taken a backseat to, oh my goodness, what will they do next? Well, next up on the bad stuff, <laughs> we have reached... 1984 status. And we have a list is the fact that residents in New York and California are now being monitored by drones and officials are bragging about it. Police Commissioner Dermont Shea posted a video to Twitter of some of the aerial footage over multiple locations throughout the city of New York, including Carl Schertz Park, Inwood Hill Park, and Juniper, Juniper Valley Park. Sadly enough, some folks took to the tweet thread to beg the commissioner to bring the drones to their neighborhood, begging, please, big brother, look over us, watch over us, because God is not who he said he was in Psalm 91. Do you get the difference? Are any of you starting to see what I talk about when I talk about the real mark of the beast? Are you starting to see that? Do you want government to be your daddy? Or do you want God to be your daddy? Jesus said you don't call any man father, right? And he wasn't talking about dads like we have, mother and father, because he obviously acknowledges that in the law, the fifth commandment, right? Honor your father and mother. It's a teaching of obeying a godly authority 
that God has put in your life. But who's your daddy? Government? Or is it God? Who's your daddy? Here we have people, please send in the drones. Look over our neighborhood. Come to Borough Park, my neighborhood. Not the case here. We have other people mocking that. Anyway, you can see the video there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And this is from Commissioner Shea, who put this out with the NYPD. Now, there are other things that are going on. This is just a part of it. We've got the fines that are being posed. We're having um, women ripped from their children. Like the lady uh, that had her child taken from her. In fact, if you have you, I don't know if any of you guys have even seen this as far as uh, what went on in New York. I can pull it up real quickly and just kind of show you what went on. Because I think that, uh, I don't know if this was Sunday that we had this or if it was yesterday. Just again, I've been just kind of buried in trying to tweak things so that we can at least have the show going and such. Okay, this was from Sunday. And this is a mother. If you haven't seen this, I'm going to play this real quickly, and I'm going to give you all these other examples of where you're being the ones attacked. Those who want to follow the law, those who want to uphold the Constitution, and you didn't even take an oath for it. You're the ones being attacked. And um, so... Uh, this video here is just a couple of minutes long, and fortunately what they do is they bleep out any expl- expletives, so I don't have to worry about somebody complaining about that. But here it goes. Here's this lady. She's placed in handcuffs after an altercation with New York Police Department and MTA over not fully wearing her mask in Brooklyn sub- subway station. Police say the woman wouldn't listen but wasn't arrested and charged, rather taken out of station. Why was she taken out of station in the first place? She was not committing a crime. I mean, just watch this. It's absolutely incredible. Ugh. You click on something to start the video, and it goes to something else. Ugh. Anyway, give me just a moment here, and I'll bring it up. Again, I'm running several things here, so it takes a little while to come up, but uh, we'll we'll put it up here. I think this should come up here. Okay. Somewhere there's volume. Look at the thuggery. Look at the Nazi Gestapo here in New York Police Department. And you can say what you want to about the lady. Look at what they're doing. She got a kid with her. She got a kid with her. She got a kid with her, man. That's too much, man. You're a female, that's too much.
And here's the brown shirts trying to keep them from videoing what they're what they're doing. All right, so that, I think that's a, I think that's enough of what we got there. You get the idea. This, yeah, she should be. She should be suing them. Every one of these brown shirts, look at them. How many of them are there to deal with this one lady? Was that like 10, 12 cops there? Seriously. This is not Nazi Germany. You're going to have your mask on before you go out in public. Because we're a bunch of fraidy cats. And I hear the people. I saw one lady that said, well, she's responsible for her mouth. Yes, she is. She is. But if that is the extent of your evaluation of what went on, you need to really evaluate your standards of morality here. You really do. It is terrible, Joy. I I agree. But the fact of the matter is, what's more terrible? These thugs, these paid agents of the state... Arresting a woman with her child who's not a threat to anybody. Oh, but she doesn't have her mask on, Tim. How do you know she even has a virus that she's passing on? Well, then she could get sick. Well, that's her business. If she wants to do like George Carlin and swim in raw sewage, that's her business. It's not mine. It's not yours. And this is the thing that we get into. This leads to the snitching. Remember that? The snitching. And this is... Oh, my goodness. And this is... I... I did. <laughs> if I go to the tab, it's going to cut The on. thing that we get into. <sighs> this leads to... Quit talking, Tim. Quit talking back to me. <laughs> we got Kentucky with their snitch line. We've got New York with their snitch line. And I apologize for me keep coming up. Every time I hit a tab, it wants to start it, and I don't know why, because it's muted. It's obviously running now, but it's muted. We have other things that are going on, okay? It's not just this. Now, if I click over and it starts going again, it'll let me talk again. I don't know why. We have inmates being released back onto the streets, people who've been convicted of crimes. Some of them are nonviolent crimes. And in fact, I would say they probably don't need to be there in the first place, okay? Just telling you. I don't think that you know my biblical view. If you stole something from somebody, it ought to be restitution, not go to jail and make me pay for you to be in there. That doesn't make any sense. Or make you pay for them to be in there. And, you know, if you've committed a capital crime, you get a dirt nap. That's what you should be getting. People shouldn't be paying for your upkeep. Ought to be pretty quick. Ought to be thorough, but it ought to be quick. But we have all kinds of people being released out into the public. And it isn't just nonviolent guys. Okay? We reported on some of these people in Orange County, California, who were convicted sex offenders. All right? Look at these guys. Only a face that a mother could love. Look at these guys right here. Released. 
under fears of COVID-19. The lie that we've all been fed. So these guys were released last month. Guess what happened? <laughs> Rearrests for violating the terms of their release. I mean, I'm not making this up, guys. This is from Breitbart here. Listen to what happened. In April, as Breitbart News reported, high-risk sex offenders, all these people, were authorized for release by Court Commissioner Joseph Dane. Joseph Dane needs to be uh, removed from any public service forever for the rest of his life. What a stupid decision this was. Despite the opposition of Orange County District Attorney Todd Spitzer. Maybe we need to put Todd Spitzer in as court commissioner there in California. Okay? In Orange County. Maybe Todd would do a better job than Joseph Dane. Mercury News report this month reveals that six of those seven sex offenders have been rearrested after their release. Law enforcement officials said the sex offenders violated their terms of release. According to the DA's office, most of the six accused of violating parole after their release either failed to adhere to their supervision or rendered their GPS units inoperable. <laughs> well, what do you expect criminals to do? <laughs> I don't think these people, either they, they well, I'm not going to say that. That's really a bad joke because God does give everybody a brain. Maybe they fell out of the stupid tree and hit every branch on the way down. I don't know. But here's what happened. They rendered those units inoperable. As of Monday, they remain behind bars. Local jail records or local jail records show it comes as no surprise that th- that these high risk sex offenders continue to violate the law and do everything they can to avoid being tracked by law enforcement. Spitzer said in a statement, "Well, of course." This is why he opposed it. He knows what criminals do. There is a concerted effort here in California and across the nation to open up the jailhouse doors and let dangerous criminals back on our streets without regard for the safety of the public, which we are sworn to protect. Actually, you really should be doing something different. You should be enforcing justice, not injustice, not thinking you're big brother and protecting everybody. We even have one of them, 39-year-old Rudy William Grajeda Magdaleno. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. Who allegedly exposed himself to parole center employees weeks after his release. This is what's going on in our country. I'm not going to say your country, it's ours. It might be they're drinking too much fluoride, Eric. I'm not sure. But it's absolutely ridiculous here what's going on. Let's go to a couple of other things. I want to give you a couple of other examples. While you're being targeted and you can't go open your business and you're deemed non-essential and you're uh, being arrested or you're being trafficked by um, fascist corporate food marts and Walmart and everybody else to go in one door and out the other and all this other kind of stuff. Over, <laughs> what even the guy, the the what's his name, Fauci, Doctor Fauci, that Trump parades out every day, and that Trump said early on, it's nothing more than basically a, a you know a little strong cold or something like that. 
And if you think this is over, don't think they're not going to use this again. But they're really using it because it's an election year. And it isn't just the Democrats. I'm just I, – I just – anybody who says that is not paying attention. It's Republicans too. It's the president too. And one may have less tyranny than the other, but it all comes back to all of that. And I played I, – I, I showed you Donald Trump's tweet. He's the one determining whether or not the states reopen. And he's doing that working with the governors. I know some people say, oh, well, he believes it's a state issue. Well, if he believes it's a state issue, why is he in it? Why is he in it? Involved in, well, Tim, you just don't understand. He has the power to do it. Article, section, and clause. That's all I'm going to ask you for. That, that's the issue. And it's not to pick on Donald Trump. Again, did the same thing with Barack Obama. I said, Constitution, this is what it says. If you say, if you have any other thing that I missed, I'm happy to see it. Send it to me. And they didn't. So, Bradley's had a thing. I'm going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, I'm going to close out the show with that. Here we have in Kentucky. Kentucky! (laughs) My goodness! But this was the end of last year. This was after stuff had already started in Wuhan. Now, I don't know that... I don't think this had anything to do with coronavirus. But it shows you the same thing. In Kentucky... The governor there, Matt Bevan, dropped a huge batch of pardons and commutations of sentences of hundreds of Kentuckians. These included convicted child rapists and murderers. Okay, Here's some of the people on the list. Blake Walker, he was convicted in 2003 of killing his parents. Kurt Smith, who as a teenager was found guilty of murdering his six-week-old son. Now, why isn't that guy resting in the earth? That's what I want to know. Why? Because we don't believe in the law. We believe in what's politically expedient. You see what I'm talking about from the first part of the show? We don't believe in justice. We don't believe in law. We don't believe in it. We'll make every... Every excuse for the guy wearing our political jersey because we'll say, oh, it's political. He he had to act politically. The pressure was on too much, Tim. Don't you understand? Well, I don't know about you, but if you voted for a person to uphold the Constitution and they ignore the Constitution in order to do something unlawful, why do you continue to support them? I'm 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 at a loss for why that happens. Do you think if we actually started dealing with maybe one, two, or three of these people, just just a couple of them, you don't have to deal with all of them right yet. You do with two or three of them, and you do it publicly for violating the law. Do you think everybody else would get the picture? Do you think they'd get the picture? I don't know where Rand and, and Massey are. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Thomas Massey's probably spoke out on this. I don't know where Rand is. I haven't, I haven't heard, heard him on that. Um, Rand Paul on those things. Here's another one. Delmar Parton. Delmar Parton, who was convicted of beheading a woman and stuffing her in a barrel. He was pardoned by this governor. Kathy Ann Harless who left her newborn baby to die in an outhouse. 
Dayton Jones, who was convicted in 2016. This isn't 2003. This is 2016, just a couple years ago. Sexually assaulting a 15-year-old boy. Patrick Baker, who convicted, uh, who was convicted of reckless homicide in 2017. Paul Donald Hurt, who was serving a life sentence for sexually abusing and sodomizing a six-year-old girl. It's funny how that terminology gets used. <clears throat> Everybody wants to just use it for anal sex. But they didn't use it with the 15-year-old boy. Now, I don't know if, if that actually took place or if he was molesting him or whatever. I just find that very interesting. And we talk about that with the Catholic priests, that they're molesting little boys. No, they're sodomites. They're pedophiles and they're sodomites. They target little boys in most instances. Doug Phelps, who pleaded guilty to child porn, and Micah uh, Schoedel, convicted last year of raping a child and sentenced to 23 years in prison. <laughs> he was convicted last year. Now, that would have been 2018. He was convicted the year before for raping a child, sentenced to 23 years, and what did he get? About a buck o two or something like that out of his sentence? Not that I think that's justice either. All of these people should not be living and breathing in our world. What is the problem here? That's a just punishment. Read your Bible sometimes. And all of you guys who say, well, the law, the law doesn't apply right now. We're, we're in the age of grace. Come on, man. Even Jesus himself told <clears throat> the Pharisees that he dealt with, I think it was in Mark chapter 11, he told them, he says, you got an unruly child, and he's not talking about a little kid. He's talking about a grown adult who rebels against their parents. He, they speak bad about their parents. Maybe they hit them. Maybe they, whatever they do, they're rebellious. He says, aren't they worthy of death? Isn't that what the scripture says? He didn't do away with the death penalty people. He, he established it. He reestablished the law. The Sermon on the Mount is all about reestablishing the law. And it's just penalties. And people have forgotten about that. There's some other things. Let me get these to you real quickly. <clears throat> if we have to hold over just a little bit, we'll do that. Um, and this may have me talking again. I apologize for that. I'm not trying to do it. It just it comes on and my voice pops up. While people like Julian Assange, now I know many of you in the audience listening, you like what Julian Assange has done. I don't even really know what his politics are, okay? I don't, I don't know, so I can't say one way or the other which way he is. I know he puts out good and bad on both, all sides of the political spectrum. I mean, he just does. He just puts out documents. He's put them out on Hillary Clinton. He's put them out on uh, Donald Trump. He's put them out on people in the administration. He's put them out on people around the world. Never had to retract a thing. Why? Because he's just putting out documents. It's been useful in showing us the crimes of our government, which we have yet to deal with, while they keep diverting our attention to Russia or China or Venezuela or Iran or Iraq or Syria or wherever. We can't even clean our own backyard. This guy's been helpful for that. And yet, he's being allowed to rot in a prison... As President Trump pardons convicted war criminals left and right. Again, this came from November of last year. Again, this is just before coronavirus. But you've got to understand, all of this, this is the kind of thing. That goes, now look, does the president have 
the authority to pardon people. Yes, our Constitution lays that out. And it is a premise, don't get me wrong, it is a premise of Christianity. But let me tell you how that is. Where there is forgiveness is when one acknowledges their sin, which is their violation of God's law, and they repent, and they ask God for forgiveness. Some of the people who came out <clears throat> who were pardoned um, and this were convicted. Now, i got to tell you, one of the guys, this uh, First Lieutenant Clint uh, Lawrence, you know, in Afghanistan, you remember that story. Now, I'm fine with, the, with that because I think the guy, I think he was railroaded. I totally think he was railroaded. So I don't have a problem with that. But there are other people that came down the line who, um, who were not. And some of these were clearly convicted of the crimes that they, they clearly committed. It is not a crime to protect your people, as Mr. Lawrence did, Lieutenant Lawrence. It's not a crime to do that in an issue where you've got war going on, where you've got enemies all around you. That's a whole different thing. Um, but you have other things that are are not dealt with. You don't have this president pardoning Julian Assange, Edward Snowden. None of that. This Chelsea Manning. I I, I think I think Bradley Manning. I, I don't. This Chelsea thing is weird. Uh, I think Bradley Manning is. Twisted his head, doing a colonel. I don't. What was the thing in Mash? The guy who dressed up like a woman to try to get out, you know, of the psych thing. <clears throat> that whole thing that he's doing there, I, and trying to make himself a woman and all this other stuff. I'm not buying along with that. I'm not going to give credibility to that at all. To point out certain things, crimes that were taking place amongst our people, though, that's a whole different issue, and it should be taken seriously. Okay, so some of these pardons, very few of them, <clears throat> seem to be okay. They seem to be okay, at least in my estimation. Some of these things, not so much. And we aren't dealing with our own people. Let's, let's take a couple of more here, because we're running up against the end of the show. Klinger, thank you very much, Wes. <laughs> Anybody remember Klinger if you're old enough to have watched MASH? Or maybe you're young enough and you watch it on something else? I don't know. I remember it as a little boy. I think it was Sunday nights or something after we were home from church. That was on. So we've got some other things. While you're being told social distancing, we saw the arrest of this woman and this, that, and the other. I'm going to give you about two or three, four more things, and then we're going to close out the show. So we may run just a little bit over, okay? So I'm just letting you know that. we got the San Antonio CDC deliberately released... An infected coronavirus patient while positioning to financially benefit from exploding pandemic. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it's all about the money in it. Remember what I've told you? It's all about the money. And that money equals control and power. Here's from the health ranger, Mike, Rain- Mike Adams. And I know some people don't like Mike. That's that's not the point. The, the story's here. The CDC just deliberately released an infected coronavirus patient in San Antonio, Texas. The number of accidental releases of infected, uh, and accidental obviously is with quotes, 
releases of infected patients, the nearly four-week withholding of diagnostic test kits, and the downplaying of the severity of the outbreak can no longer be explained away as coincidence. Now, I don't take I don't take uh, Mike's position. I think this is all a big hoax. That's why they have to pad everything. But the point is, is they're not they're not acting like they believe their narrative. Do you, do you see what I'm getting at? They don't act like they believe it. The Trump Coronavirus Task Force doesn't act like they believe what they're telling you. Your governors who are doing all this stuff don't act like they believe what they're telling you. There's another one. <clears throat> this comes out of uh, Oakland. They put an entire city at risk by suspending sex offender registrations over COVID-19. Get that? This was out yesterday, too. Again, Matt Agris. I mean, he covers a lot of things here. Like him or hate him on the political thing, I don't even know. Okay? We're talking about what's going on here. Almeida County in California has a population of 1.6 million people. Many of them... What's going on here? Be quiet, Tim. Almeida County in California has a population of 1.6 million people. Many of them... What's going on here? See? I'm having this go again. Sorry. Almeida County in California has a population of 1.6 million people. Many of them on here. I cannot even See? be quiet. I'm having quiet this go too. again. Sorry. <clears throat> Almeida County in California. It just wants, It just will not shut up. So let me see if we can clear this. Uh, maybe it'll be quiet. All right. So Almeida County in California has a population of 1.6 million people, many of whom have been denying stay-at-home orders, going to the beach and other places, and good for them. These are unlawful laws. Uh, pretended legislation, orders, whatever you want to say. That's what they are. I know it's funny, isn't it? (laughs) I talk back to myself. Most of those 1.6 million people have also been shopping in grocery stores and exposing themselves to others for months during the lockdown. However, out of this 1.6 million, there have only been 2,392 confirmed cases of COVID-19 as of Monday. And I got a question. Is that even true? We know they're lying about the numbers. We know they're padding the base. We're, they're doing all this stuff. Okay? They're doing all this stuff. And the entire state of California hospital bed occupancy is at less than 10% capacity. If we look at the numbers alone, officials are losing the case for maintaining a total lockdown. Nevertheless, officials keep making brash decisions. Of course they do, because they have power to do that. And the people have given them that power. We're coming up on the end of the show. Let me let the music go. We'll stay over about 10 or 15 minutes at that. If you guys will stay with us, you people on the radio. If you want to join us on YouTube, if you want to join us on Facebook, please do so. We'll finish up here in just a moment. Uh, Otherwise, 23 hours. We'll see you. Okay, all right, so we're back here. Let me finish this up real quickly because I don't want to keep you guys a long time. But here's what Fox News reported. The city of Oakland has no up-to-date addresses or other important information on hundreds of offenders, particularly transient sex offenders, raising concerns from victims, advocates, and offenders who are trying to register alike. We put a whole population at risk, and I find that very, very concerning, said Nina 
uh, Salarno Besselman, an attorney with Crime Victims United, a public safety and victims advocacy group that fought to pass California California's Megan's Law in the 1990s. Now, here's the thing. They're letting these sex, convicted sex offenders back out on the street. They're not pardoning them. They're letting them back out on the street. There's no evidence that these guys have demonstrated any kind of remorse, repentance, or correction at all. None of them. Uh, and they list one of the guys that I read about just a little while ago. Now, let's compare that. It's kind of interesting uh, because while that's going on here, let me just give you a little taste of something that's going on in in Iran, for instance. They won't refuse. They won't uh, release Christian prisoners who've done no harm to anyone. They just are Christians. Eighty-five thousand of them. They won't release them for coronavirus. Even though some big people in Iran have allegedly died from coronavirus. You remember those stories, too. That's there. And then finally, let me give you this. And this is what I'm going to close out with. Now, this, this is from Bradley. And if you don't know who Bradley is, if you're, if you're new to the Sons of Liberty, he comes on at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch him on BeforeIt'sNews.com. You can catch him on our YouTube channel as well. And... Part of the issue is we have the president granting clemency and pardon to many that were corrupt from the inside out. And, you know, one of the interesting things is, is the scripture says, He that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they both are an abomination to the Lord. Again, our president has the authority to pardon people. He does. That's in our Constitution. But the fact of the matter is, I want to ask you something. And I come back to this over and over and over because to me, this is the one thing that nobody continues to really point out. We're over, we're three and a half years into this guy's, into President Trump's first term. Where's the justice? Because that's his job. That's his job. Nowhere in Article 2 will you find that he's to be over the economy. That's just, that's not there. He signs bills that has to do with the economy, like taxation and spending and all this other kind of stuff. Yeah. He has that part of the job. And that does have an impact. I don't want to take away from it. It does have an impact on economy. But the one job that he really has, Article 2, Section 3, is to uphold the laws, to make sure they're faithfully enforced. Let me ask you something. Are red flag laws constitutional? Now, he mentioned them. He didn't get behind Lindsey Graham and Dianne Feinstein and all these other people. He mentioned them. We know he... Um, supported an assault weapons ban years ago. Said that he doesn't support that anymore. That's what he says. That's what he said before the um, election. He said a lot of things before the election that uh, he just kind of did about face on. Remember? Special things for uh, the Clintons, Hillary Clinton, 
Crooked Hillary, as he called her, on the campaign trail until he won. And then he says, oh, they're friends of mine. I don't want to hurt them. Remember that? Now he uses it again so that you'll put him back in office. You, you, you put him back in office. So we don't have anything, uh, and you're not going to see it. You're not going to see it out of this administration. I know some people are waiting with bated breath. Oh, all these investigations. This is what I was talking to my friend about. You know, oh, they're finding out all this stuff. They did. Well, we knew all this stuff. Didn't we know this stuff, people? About the corrupt people, Hillary Clinton and Obama and McCabe and James Comey and Eric Holder and George W. Bush and Hillary Clinton. Didn't we know all this stuff before? In fact, didn't we? Didn't the FBI pretty much do an investigation to determine that Hillary was guilty with her illegal thing, email server? D- didn't we determine that? Hadn't we already determined? But no, we need another investigation. We need another investigation. We need another investigation. For what? The latest episode of CSI? Is that what we're going for here? No, we need some justice. That's what we need to do. And you're exactly right, Matt. Bill Barr is in there. This is the guy who believes in red flag laws. This is a guy who's giving your money unconstitutionally to states who want to implement red flag laws. So don't tell me Donald Trump has walked everything back. They are, they are tempting them with your money. We can say federal dollars if we want to, but it's your money, people. It's your money. Okay. Thank you, Les. He, he's, he's going to prosecute. Well, yeah, of course not. Because they're not interested in doing their job. Their job is to bring justice. Romans 13 tells us that, too. That's Before God, that's the, what they're supposed to do. Are they doing it? No. Nope. Bill Barr, man who defended an FBI sniper who was later promoted, who shot an unarmed woman running with the baby into her house, shot her in the head. Not a threat to him at all. Not a threat to any of his men. Now look, Vicki Weaver had some strange theological things. Doesn't mean the guy was right in doing what he did. And yet he gets a promotion. And Bill Barr protects him and says, oh, all the FBI guys should have immunity. Well, Tim, you don't understand. He was cutting off shotguns. Again, restrictions, regulations. I'm sorry. Second Amendment's pretty clear. Right? Keep them, people to keep them bare arms. Not being friends. Didn't say what kind of arms. You see where this goes, people? When you start letting the law just kind of go by the way. And you say, well, whatever's politically expedient, he's, you got to look at how the news, the media is going to spin it. it. No wonder our side continually gets owned. We do. You say, well, we're owning them now. Trump's owning them. Yeah, with, his, with the equivalent of your mama jokes and stuff. In a lot of ways, that's what that is. But I want to ask you something. Who's paying for it, America? Whose liberties are being infringed on? It's yours. Who's being told that you can't go to work? Who's being told? And I'm not blaming this all on Trump. This happens. It's being promoted by Trump with the coronavirus task force. You can say what you want. Every day he comes out with that. It is a propaganda thing to push those guidelines of social distancing, which is utter garbage, wearing masks, all this other stuff. 
Okay? The declaration of national emergency. And then going and sending in the army to take over hotels and stuff to make them into makeshift hospitals. He didn't take over Trump Tower, I don't think. Any of this. Lining up to make ventilators. <laughs> Why do we need the ventilators? The ventilators were killing people, weren't they? Isn't that what we heard? Mm-hmm. They weren't helping them. Now we got a bunch of unused ventilators. Your government hard at work. My government hard at work with our money, unconstitutionally. So we have all these things. And yet, the president is happy to let some people go um, to give them pardon. Some people, rightly so, like I said. And um, and he should be applauded for that. But then some people is like, uh, what? What are you doing? But again, we have these kinds of things that go on in the country, and nobody wants to talk about this. And look, I think you can know everything there is to know about all of this stuff. And you go, well, Tim, you know, <laughs> I've had people say, well, you're a Democrat. What does that have to do with pointing out what the law says? Look, I got a lady down in Florida. She is a Democrat. And I think she's probably a little too much on the side of saving animals and not unborn babies, okay? Nice lady. But you know what? She would go after the guys. didn't matter if they were Democrat or Republican. She would pull the documentation. She would go after them like a pit bull. And I'm like, good for you. That's what it should be. And there are Republicans who do that too. They'll do the same thing. And then you got people on both sides of the aisle who protect their political jersey with their, well, this is what, what works best politically. <laughs> where is that in the Constitution? Seriously, where is that in the Constitution? It's absolutely amazing to me that that's the route we want to go. Is that how Jesus did things? Let me, let me, I'm just going to give you this and I'm going to close the show. When Jesus was tried to be, when they were trying to trick Jesus all throughout the New Testament, catch him in something to where they could just shut his mouth. And Jesus always used, he always used wisdom in his responses. I gave you a couple of them the other day. When they, let me give you another one that's dealing specifically with law, not the tax issue of the, the coin. Let me give you the one that deals with, because people will often do this. If you start pointing out their political law, they'll go, well, do you have the first? Do you have a stone? Are you without sin? Then you cast the first stone. Let's take that one. So these guys come dragging this woman along with them. I can almost picture it. It doesn't really say it, but I can almost picture that she's probably naked and she probably has like bed sheets around her or something, or she's barely got her clothes on, whatever the case may be. And they bring her to Jesus and they say, Teacher, the, Moses says that she should be stoned because she was caught in adultery in the very act. Okay? Several things here. How did they know that was going on? See, some people will say, well, Tim, you just want to go in people's houses when I talk about sodomy or adultery, any of this other stuff. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. If it's happening in your house and, I, and, and, and you're not running around telling about it, not that I approve of it, it doesn't make it right either, 
There's nothing to deal with there, as far as I'm concerned. You're called to repentance. That goes out in a general call for that. But you have this woman brought out. She's caught in the very act. Now, they look at him and say, well, should, Moses said she should be stoned. And the Bible says that Jesus sat down and he began to, he, he bent down and he began to write in the sand. We don't know what he did. All right. <laughs> That's right, John. <sighs> Some people. Thank you for your comment, John. We appreciate you helping us boost the show here. Thanks. So he writes in the sand. And he looks up at him and he goes, what? The famous line. Let him who is without sin cast the first stone. Now, why does he do that? I want to ask you something. Did the woman deserve to be stoned? Yes. Were they going about it the right way? No. Well, what do you mean, Tim? If she deserved to be that, then how could how this? Well, go back and read Deuteronomy 22 about what happens when two people are caught committing adultery. They both are to be brought and put to death. Who's being brought by these hypocrites? Just the lady. My guess is, and this is just speculation on my part, it's not in the scripture, my guess is it's either one of them, or maybe all of them have been with this woman, who knows, or it was one of their buddies. And they don't want to bring him out, and they were trying to get rid of this lady. And they were trying to get Jesus in the process. And the Bible says that when he said that, they all dropped their rocks, and they walked away. And that's when he looked at her. wasn't that she had not committed sin. She had. She had violated God's law. He looked at her and he says, Woman, do you have any those who condemn you? And she goes, No. He goes, Well, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. You get that? Wasn't that she wasn't guilty of sin? Wasn't that she wasn't worthy of death? He says, Don't sin anymore. Go live your life. Don't sin anymore. Stop doing what you're doing. Do you see where this has brought you to? Folks, unless we bring justice in this country again, real justice, we are not going to see any turnaround. We're just not going to do it. Okay? We're not going to do that. And I don't know any other way to present it to people except to say, when you hear the whole thing of We're doing this for your security. We're doing this for your safety. We're doing this because, well, politically, you know, they would manipulate this and the media would spin it this way. And is that how Jesus did things? Well, but he was Jesus. He was the son of God. Yeah, I know. But he set for us an example, did he not? What about the guys in the Old Testament, the prophets, who came before us? We're going through Hebrews 11, so we see a lot of the people of faith. Were they worried about what somebody said? Were they worried about what somebody's going to write about them, how they were going to take it or whatever? No, they just did what was right. They did what was right. They didn't say this is going to be politically received or any of the other stuff. They just said we're going to do what's right. David went out to face the giant. Oh, little shepherd boy, get on back there with the sheep, man. And he's like, no, no, no. See, I got God on my side. And I'm going to go take out the guy that you're all scaredy cats of. That you should be doing. You see? And the fact that there's no justice brought by this administration. And, I, look, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to close with this. Because I've, I've, I pay attention to some of the Q stuff that comes out, too. 
and the guys who are following Q. You have this hope. Donald Trump's going to bring something through. I, I, I just I don't see it. Okay, I could be wrong about that. I could. I could be wrong about a lot of this stuff that I'm I'm pointing out. This is my perspective based on what I see in the Word of God and what I see in the Constitution. Okay. And part of the issue is is this: if there would just be justice to come, we'd see a tremendous change, like almost overnight. We would see it among the people. Immorality begin to teach that, as Jesus said that we should do. We'd see it in the economy. We'd see it in our businesses. We'd see all of these kinds of things. Uh, not actually, Matthew. I mean, name the people who were done that among the people who lived. Because the book of Hebrews says it's you're guilty uh, while you're condemned under two or three witnesses under Moses. Remember, two or three witnesses still carries over in the New Testament. And the writer of Hebrews says, how much more the one who tramples the blood of the Son of God under their foot? You can be more screwed on this side of the cross than you ever were under Moses. I mean, you really can. So the point is, is this. Governments are not instituted to keep us safe, uh, give us security, all of this other kind of stuff, determine our health care and all this other. They're not. They're instituted, all right, to bring about justice. That's it. That's really it. To bring about justice. Let me ask you something. Is our government bringing about justice, whether it's at the federal level or the state level? If they're not... We have to call them to repentance, and it's up to us to bring them to that, to pray for them, obviously. But if they won't repent, it's up to us not to keep electing them and putting them in office. It's up to us to bring them to that repentance, to bring them to the standard that we have set under God and where we where our standard has not met that. We need to correct our standard to the Word of God. All right, you guys have a great uh, day, and Lord willing, we'll be back in 23 hours now. Lynn is not going to be with us tomorrow simply because... If I bring her on, this is probably going to exacerbate the problem. So we've pushed Rotten to the Core Wednesday to Thursday. It'll be Rotten to the Core Thursday, right? But in 23 hours, I'll be back with you, Lord willing. Till then, see you.